Hi everybody, welcome back to the Anansi Podcast. Today we, is the start of um, the new series called the Entrepreneurial Series featuring myself, the co-founder and the president of Anansi, Felix Afrani. Going forward, we're going to be hosting this series um, once a month and today I have with me Jeff Siang and also Emmanuel Labi. Um, Jeff is the director of uh, African in Boston. Yes, you got it. And um, Emmanuel is the president and one of the co-founders of Accra Girls. Yes. So um, I'm just going to throw up, throw up the lab. You guys start talking about, you know, uh, whatever interests you. Jeff, if you want to start first, talk a little bit more about your background. What got you started in the entrepreneurial game? Um, when did you realize you want to be an entrepreneur? And then Emmanuel, after that, you could pick up the stick and, and run with it. So, Jeff? So yeah, I'm from Ghana. Um, my, my name is Jeff Sian once again. And uh, yeah, I'm the director of Africans in Boston. Uh, I was born in Ghana, came to America in 2010. Uh, 2010. Wow. Yeah, I did. <laughs> <You> went, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> Surprised me. All right, go so, ahead. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm going to be celebrating my eighth year in, uh, in this, this summer. Um, yeah, excited. Are we invited? <laughs> <laughs> Um, but uh, yeah, the when I was a kid, I always wanted to be a pilot, and uh, uh, when I came to America, I, I had that dream. But uh, you know, uh, my parents were like, "Come on, you gotta be realistic." You know, <laughs> the number of years you have to put in. Um, I, I myself myself still wanted to pursue it, and uh, I tried it. I checked out uh, what's the name of this school? Bridgewater. Bridgewater had an, uh, uh, a pilot. Uh, program as part of the the courses. Oh, wow. really? I did not yeah, know that. I, no. I checked it out and I talked to a few women. They, their lifestyle wasn't something I wanted to do. Yeah. It was like uh, you after after you graduated, you have to do a couple like a lot of hours. Yeah, but yeah. I was like, okay, let me see what is the uh, plan B. And uh, growing up in Ghana, my parents were here and I was the oldest, so the being the leader, um, kind of it was it came natural. So I was like, okay, business management, let me get myself into it. So in college, I went to Worcester State University, studied uh, business management. Okay. Um, and uh, luckily, I got a job at AT&T. Within a year, I went from a rep to become a manager. And then uh, in two years... <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I got to work fast. <laughs> My fault. <laughs> and in two years, I got promoted to uh, Boston. So I, I moved to uh, Boston. Uh, lived, uh, at that time, I graduated as well. So I moved to Boston. I uh, got... The, I got to manage the store at Harvard Square. Met so many cool people. Harvard Square was like the hub. Yeah. I met some of the advisors to Obama. Uh, wow. like, you know, the Hillary Clinton campaign. Right. Uh, the lawyer to Hillary Clinton for campaign. Yeah. Um, and then uh, that's when I met the founder of Africans in Boston. He was uh, he came and he's like, oh, you have an accent where you're from? And then I told him about I'm from Ghana. And he's like, what do you want to do? And I told him my story. And he's like, wait, I have this organization and we're doing a lot of cool stuff. We just want to help the African community here. Especially in Boston, you have mm-hmm. young professionals, you have students, and there isn't there isn't an entity that brings all of them together. And usually, when we're together, we'll be able to you know share our culture. So um, I was like, yeah, you know, I'm I'm not, you know, I'm here to make money. You know, I was, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was a little hesitant. Yeah, man. <laughs> Bring me the uh, cash. But then uh, the the first time, the whole idea of management in corporate um, corporate America switched from you know my passion switched from that to social entrepreneurship because. You know, when we have events, we do have two types of events. We have our social events where we pick one African restaurant. We go there, we network, we have fun. Um, and then we have our formal events. It's kind of like a tech talk structure. Mm-hmm. It's called the AD Net. We're bringing speakers. They speak to the community. 
very educational informational it could be immigration issues it could be technology and just seeing how that impacts people's life i was like wait what, what am i doing at at&t selling mm. stuff when i can make right. an impact in people's life so um I, my, my it was a huge uh transition from corporate america to social entrepreneurship and that uh, experience or yeah, that is that is it for me. Wow. <laughs> Before you take over, yeah, that's pretty, I, I, I didn't know you no, were to be a pilot. No, that's man. fascinating. Yeah. So Emmanuel, before we start and then just dive in and talk about like the general topics and start off, Emmanuel, you wanna uh, talk a little bit more about yourself and how you got started in the entrepreneur game, um, your thoughts and where you coming from and everything. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, uh, first of all, my name is Emmanuel Larby. Um, growing up in Ghana, I think I, I got here in 2002. So, oh, wow. so, so it's, been, it's been a while, but I think the entrepreneurship game, I think, just started. You know what I mean? So um, I come from a diverse background um, where we were always um, cooking. Mm-hmm. You know, but, you know, when I look at my mom Never and what, always, always hustling. <laughs> Never hungry. Always, <laughs> no, always hustling. Oh, my fault. Oh, my fault. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, funny enough, I was telling somebody the, the different struggles that we have to face, you know, versus my mom and my aunt carrying food on their heads and having to walk, you know, miles just to go and sell it. And now, yeah. you know, I... <laughs> I, I take an Uber from my house, you know, point eight miles to the restaurant and sell it out of there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, same problem, different, different, different solutions. Yeah, different solutions. You know, but um, my uncle was actually in politics. He was the MP for um, Kufour, so that's two thousand and one. So okay. actually, um, we catered that. What district? Um, well, we're from Labadi. Oh. Labadi mm-hmm. boy. Labadi <laughs> <laughs> people, if you're boy. listening. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you know, we have politics in our in our background. So when I returned back to Ghana in 2013, everybody thought, you know, I, I was I was I would have been the president or something mm-hmm. by now because they thought I was pursuing um, politics because oh. I was always in a rally and I was you know kind of like you're saying like social issues. I was very passionate about that, but then also having that business you know background. Um, but then I came here and I was pursuing a, or still am pursuing a career in medicine. So just trying to infuse all that, I think, you know, being an entrepreneur can, you know, can give me access to a, a plethora of things to do and to, to affect. Cause I think the, the main point of this is to affect, you know, people's lives and believe in, you know, influencing, impacting, and right. just, you know, just helping others and how can we do that? So the the career in medicine obviously that's that that's direct you know helping mm-hmm. people in their health Accra Girls which is you know the restaurant we actually just opened five months ago um, but we've always been catering for about like thirteen years now we've been catering to the to the Ghanaian community and now you know we actually just did something for Worcester State they had a forum talking about social issues and and things like that and um they called us and it was it was good to partner up with with really? Worcester State yeah wow. actually did I got a text message yesterday and they wanna they wanna do something wow, remind congrats. me to reply to that message <laughs> but yeah but before yeah, you so, lose your tickets man you know, so it was a panel and they they actually got in touch with the Boston Globe and like the L A Times because wow. um they set up this forum to talk about these social issues that are going on like you know the shootings the hate crimes right, and things right. like that so you know shout out to them for also including us in that. So now, how am I here? You know, adding politics, um, business, and then also, you know, medicine. Um, Definition of an entrepreneur. 
you know, most definitely kind of like tapping, you know, into so many different, you know, different avenues. And I think that's what that's what we want to do. This, And I think that's what this podcast is, you know, it's yeah, all about. Yeah, definitely. Most definitely. Uh, you kind of got to like where I believe most entrepreneurs would like to be where, you know, like you... You you have that that base which is starting off with your restaurant, right? Well, outside of your your schooling to be a doctor or, or uh, and professor over there. <laughs> yeah, so you have your base, but then through that you're building other networks through that, and you're expressing and branching out, and that's literally what I feel like all of us are trying to do. For example, with with um your region eleven idea that we all we've been talking about. You know, you start off in corporate. It's similar. Well, I'm in corporate as well. Um, outside of this nonprofit, where you start off in the corporate, got into social entrepreneurism, and now you realize how big social entrepreneurism could be, where you could expand it to a whole continent. You know, that's and, amazing. Right, and, and and that's such a that's such a great idea. So earlier you mentioned to me that it has taken off to a different kind of a different structure. Um, do you mind like touching a little bit on that late? Not not maybe think about it before touch <laughs> touch upon it because I think I think I want to hear the idea behind it because I feel like people who are listening will especially Region Eleven the whole idea of you know having people from here invest in projects in, in Ghana right or in in South Africa or anywhere in Africa um, that's really really good idea especially with most of us here we make a lot of uh, a lot of mistakes. Sometimes by forgetting where we come from, um, and and I think your idea allows us to kind of touch ground. Even if we don't want to go there, we could touch ground and impact other people's life over there. But especially, it brings in homes, it brings in all these other structures into the neighborhood and the community. So if you could talk more about that later, um, overall, um, what do you guys think? As an entrepreneur. What is like the key factor to be an entrepreneur? Like, is this something that's like in you? Oh, I'm bringing out a hard question. Um, I told you, I, I, after the, this is, the, I'm not asking one, you know, no, no, most of the back and forth. Yeah, back and forth conversation. What's the key factor to be like an entrepreneur? What is it something that sparks the, like, today, man, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to start that business. Or are you like years of like doing a nine and nine, like a five to, what is it? Nine, nine to five. Nine to five and, realizing you're giving your time to somebody else but you're not giving the time to yourself or is it like something that you think like you're born with you know like I want to make a I want to make my own type of thing so um, what do you guys think about that uh, <laughs> you know, I think that no that's that's a very loaded question but I think it's a it's a great um, it's a great question I think it's it speaks of vision mm-hmm Right, because I think to me to to look and to see is two different things, right? So one person looks at um, a tree, yeah, but another person sees furniture. Okay, one person sees 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 um, a fabric. Mm-hmm. Another person now knows like I can I can clothe the nation. I can provide blankets and things like that. And I think that's one of the things, if you will. I think it's all, it's a seed. Right, okay. and that seed encodes everything. Like, like so. I, I think, I think within us we have everything that we need to become. You know what? You right. know what we need to become. But I think it's the is a vision, is a vision. So you can see yourself at um, AT and T, but then 
you can see yourself even beyond that. Like, how can I, uh, you know, how can I impact lives, you know, socially or, you know, technically? And, and I think vision is probably one of the most important things of being an entrepreneur because so many different things pass our eyes. Like, how do you know that, hey, um, from from just sitting up, you know, sitting down one day and then you realize that, hey, Anansi can be something. And even now, like, you're still projecting a vision that has not yet been accomplished yet. Right, so I think it's this um, like entrepreneurs. I think we need we need visions. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I I definitely agree with the vision. For me, I I, I see entrepreneurial um, uh, one is a lifestyle and two I think it's a muscle that you need to work on. It's like you know when you go to the gym, you mm-hmm. have to keep lifting. Um, I I was lucky enough to meet a really good friend uh, when I came to America since high school, and uh, he kind of we always make the joke. He's like, yeah, I just. Uh, planted that entrepreneurial bug in mm-hmm. every time I hang out with him he's it's like anytime we are complaining about a situation he'll right. come up with a solution yeah. and it's like why does he think that way you know and uh, when I moved to Boston I got to hang out with him um, on Fridays he would just be like Jeff we should do something came up with the idea of cooking a meal mm-hmm. full table and then blasting an email he, he, he went to Harvard University he sent an email out to all mm-hmm. the Harvard students mm-hmm. and the first 10 people who replied they'll show up mm-hmm. and then they'll eat the, the, the meal mm-hmm. after a while once he got people talking about it on campus he was able to get Harvard to pay for it so wow. they'll pay wow. to cook and then I'm like this guy that's the mind so, so <laughs> he, he, and then I'll be there I'll be eating right free food yeah <laughs> so, so after a while I, I was like okay Michael I'm going to start you know I'll come up with ideas and then uh, I have two minutes if it's a bad idea shut me down and and I started started from uh, uh, what if you came up with the idea of you know Wi-Fi that charges uh, your cell phone and mm-hmm. he's like, okay, you have no technical background. What are you going to do with that? Shut it down. Mm-hmm. What if you do it? So it was like a muscle that I kept working on. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I realized that the more you worked on it, just mm-hmm. you're creative and you seeing things like visionary. Um, it just becomes very, you know, it instinctive. Yeah, it's like right. you see someone and it's like, oh, wow, what if they did it this way? They have no idea they could do it that way. Yeah. So um, to touch upon the question of Region 11, um, adding that, you know, muscle that I've been working on and the position that I'm in, Africans in Boston, um, I realized that, there, were, there was a, a central theme where you meet a lot of Africans and it's like, oh, they, they're kind of getting their feet. Um, they're getting situations together and it's like they want to go back and help, but there is no avenue to make it really easy mm-hmm. that I don't even have to look back. It's like, I know I'm helping and I'm just taking care of business here. It's not really that simple. Um, and then you notice that we get in a lot of financial wealth if we're going up. Uh, you know, human mm-hmm. skills, we're going up there. A lot of um, Ghanaians are buying properties in Worcester. And it's like, as it's going up here, is it really showing back home? Right. And it's not because you notice it's not easy. That, right. You know, it's not an easy to transfer that uh, financial wealth back. So um, even the African Union ambassador, she was talking about, you know, Africa has five regions. Mm-hmm. The sixth region is Africans abroad. How can we bring them? <coughs> and they've been trying, even with them, with access to all the resources they can so I was like, okay, um, with the little visionary that I've been right. working on, what can I do? And let me just narrow it down. I know I'm, I know my Ghanaian community. Um, so it came out with Region 11. You go to Ghana, there are 10 regions. I'll play East right. Apple, it's Brown, Half or Northern. I can name all the 10. The 11 is the Ghanaians outside of Ghana. And it's like what? 60,000 of them are here. What's that? What's that? So, um, <laughs> um, I, <laughs> it's like coming to our crowd <laughs> All of you, come, come. Is it free food or? Yeah. We'll work on that. 
<laughs> so, so the question is like we have all these Ghanaians here. One, they're not making us vote. Um, they don't want. They don't need our input when it comes to politics. But then you have the ambassador of Ghana to the U.S. show up at the Pentecost Church asking Ghanaians to give money and help um, finance um, this. Um, what do you call it? Uh, industries in Ghana and then the Ghanaians are like really you didn't even ask us how right. our, our immigration right. issues are going on here right. so you could tell there was a gap so um, the core of Region 11 is how do we help make us feel like okay we're good first and mm-hmm. then make it easier to go help right. back home so um, so I, not I, I uh, well not to sway from from the original question but for, for that connection is that Cause most of us, most of us growing up, when up, while your parents was here, and you were guys were in Ghana, right? You guys. My, yeah, my dad, my dad was here, and I was in, um, I was in Ghana with my mom. Yeah. How about you? Was it the same? Same story. Yeah. So me too. My <laughs> when 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 I was growing up, my my mom and dad were here, and I was in Ghana. Hmm. So they used to send my grandparents stuff, right? And I feel like that might be a connection where. Through that, pro- I think it's being done on an individual level. Most definitely. But how how can you expand that to a more of a communal communal level? level? You know, like, I, I guess there's the whole. You know, you can even touch on. I don't know if you heard about the wave. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, I'm actually yeah. an ambassador for Wave too. So, oh, this guy. <laughs> professor director. So, um, hey. um, 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 so you you're talking about remittances. So, yeah. um, the whole idea of Africans sending money back home, mm-hmm. um, prior to Wave and all these you know technological apps, um, when we send money home, Western Union, the amount of money they oh, were taking from us, dude, we could I know. build, we could build like you know, oh, we could build another Ghana. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we could use money for that. So, um, because there was no other way, even calling back home, the minutes we. Were calling, you know, for both so it should be free, but we're, 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 we're putting all this money, you know, into things that we could have been creating right, and innovative right. and you know, save that money or even invest all of that. That's number one. Number two, we don't even know what the money is being used for. Okay, home. I see what you're so oh, it's of like, course. It's like we are sending all this amount of money, Western Union is taking a third of it. Now, the two thirds that is going home, we don't even get to decide where it goes Wait, to education, go. it goes That's to investment, true. it's going to insurance. We don't know where this, mm-hmm. this money is going. So um, I think once we're able to cut that down, narrow it down uh, with the, um, now wave is out, wave when you transfer money, you don't have to pay. Right. Um, so that saves a huge chunk of money. But even with that money being saved, we still don't know what is being used when it goes home. Oh, that is true. So, um, uh, yeah, it is, it's, it's sad. And uh, until, um, I mean, this is what I also wanted to add, blockchain technology. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, you see, I, I yeah, did right. read about it. I think, did I message you back on that? No, nah, I, I, yeah, I did. But I, I, I read it, I read yeah, it. I know I read yeah, it. Go ahead, sorry. I think with that, because now Western Union realized, oh, shoot, Waze is taking all our customers. Now people know they don't have to pay that extra $30 to send $100. They can send $130 <laughs> and not pay anything. So now they're, they're trying to find a way to be on that competitive. But at the end of the day, we know Wave still makes some money somehow. Right, right. Wave, it's not, it's not, it's, the founder's not an African. So how can how can we? Make they don't our understand own the struggle. The struggle, of, right, exactly. right? How can we make our own thing so that even when the profit is going to somebody is an African, like Aliko Dangote, mm-hmm. he's like I will never. He's like he's never going to invest ever outside of Africa. So even when he's making his profit, it's still going streamlined back mm-hmm. into the economy in Africa. So um, I think that's where you know we have to um, try our best with the resources that we have to be innovative, creative, teach the younger ones that are coming. What's up, man? So, so, uh, I use, I recently, like, uh, was able to refinance my student loans and 
literally, what you're talking about is exactly what the group that I refinance do. I didn't even know, like, they were doing that. So, it's called Common Bond. Um, I suggest anybody, and I think I sent you the link. Yeah. When you, when you refinance your loans to them, your interest or portion of your interest goes to Ghana. Like, to right. build schools and villages. And they have pictures of their workers going into Ghana and building their... Co- so, I'll send you the link so you can look at how they're doing it. And then, it's like somewhere in uh, South Africa and Asia as well. So, they actually you invest mm-hmm. your interest that they're taking from you into the world. And that made me want to sign the paper as quick as possible. So, I saw that, oh, representation matters, right? right. It's like, oh, shoot. As a matter of fact, not the fact that it's not... It's going to villages, but it's going to my country. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on board yeah. you know so yeah. that might be something, something that, that maybe right. their structure you might be able to explore and see yeah. how they're doing that and all that stuff so um I think we answered that question with that you being you mentioned it's a lifestyle it's a seed you practice that muscle and well you, you mentioned it was a seed and you expanded more upon it um so as an entrepreneur uh sometimes like when you get the urge right cause we all get the urge of like I want to do more. I want to do more. I want to do Most more. Most definitely, man. You know, and I think well, every time you email, I talk, he's talking about like 50 million things that he's trying sure. to do more. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's what I kind of wanted to add to what you were saying. You know, oh, go I, ahead, go I, ahead. I, I was talking about vision. I was talking about sight, but he was also talking about action. Yeah. And I think we can't forget that. You know, we can we can sit there, right, we right. can plan, we yeah. can construct all these you gotta ideas. You got to do. But... We have to do. Yes, you, you know what do. I mean. You so cause paralysis. It's like you sit there, analyze everything, and you do nothing. It's like yeah. really yeah. you're yeah. interpreter in your room. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I think I'm gonna write this <laughs> down. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so how how important you guys think? And I believe if you don't put a date on it, it doesn't exist. Mm. Oh, as an entrepreneur, how important is a date? I feel like this just about to break. So. <laughs> <laughs> How important you guys think is date? Uh, and that might be something that's like important to me, but I wanted to kind of discuss that more. Like, that's an entrepreneur. How, how important you think like putting a, a, an expiration date or a begin date or something? How does that motivate you guys? Yeah, I'm bringing all the questions, man. I thought I was going, <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm, <laughs> no, you know, you, honestly, these are great questions. Yeah, yeah. Um, not that I didn't expect it from see, you. I, don't, no, this oh, is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I said not that I didn't expect it. Yeah, I don't need so, to write it down, man. Hey, I planned this. I've been, I've been planning this for a while. So yeah, I like that. Yeah, Preparation so, powers performance. Right, and I see that. Facts. So. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> That's going to be my caption. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good stuff. Um... Yeah, uh, it being, yeah, um, deadline matters. You know, I, I, I call it deadline. You always have to know uh, by this time you have to mm-hmm. at least do it. Um, but I think, you know, as me, for my personal experience, I don't think for me it was more of a deadline. It was more of uh, uh, being scared, mm-hmm. knowing that you have limited resources. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, with this limited resource, um, unlike, you know, some of mm-hmm. the well, you know, endowed families who have access to money so they can try it out and if it doesn't work, <laughs> they still have, you know, enough right, right. to try it again. So even talking about uh, entrepreneurs who want to do something new, um, I actually just came up with the idea. <laughs> I, uh, Why we're sitting here? <laughs> no, 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 no. This, this happened like two days ago. Oh, okay. I saw, when I watched a Black Panther movie, I saw someone walking around with a uh, kente bag and I was like, wait. Nobody even sells kente bags here. I go online, did the math, check how much it costs in Ghana, check how much it's worth online. I was like, look at this huge profit margin. All right, so I came up with uh, a kente bag uh, company called Africans of the World, and we're going to be 
lunch in on March 6th. So I what? Bought, I bought the bags, the accompanying. Let me get enough, one because in 2013 I brought African I brought the Yeah, I saw the bag. bag. We had yeah. oh my people and my it. mind was not even there. What was at all? It was so just you were just bringing it. I was just bringing it just where I was just yeah. you know because you, know, you know me, I right, love right. style and things yeah. like that. So I wasn't even thinking like right. you know, an entrepreneur like yeah. back then this 2013. Yeah. I'm just thinking like, oh, you know, this is nice. Now Oh my goodness! Yeah. I've never Dude, had because of the like whole that. Afrocentric went, movement, of course, online, and it's the time. I went for online. It. I'm like, they just people are watching Wakanda. They want something. Yeah. Else. And then I'm like, I'm like, capitalize. Oh maybe. man, it's like. So uh, I when, mean like how when you move into a new mansion, exactly. When you move into a new mansion, you know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's what we're gonna be doing the podcast. So I think there's a similar theme about you know it's not deadline if i just sat there and waited for a deadline i think it's more of opportunity right um and then when you do it once you do it twice yeah you might fail but the third time you know it's like instinctively right. you're just ready to make that you know move um and then you know capitalize on it so um to add on to your idea this one of my mentors he's gotten in and he he um what he went to his he went to go get his masters he was just going to go get his masters at cornell and Chef, bowling guy. <laughs> when he went there, he was just like talking to a few people, and he brought sapo, simple sapo. Yeah. So he was going to the bathroom, and they, he this you no know, he had a visitor, and they went to the bathroom. And they saw it. They was like, "What is that?" It was like, "Oh, it's called sapo. You know, you used to wash yourself." And when he was telling me, I, I believe him because I got one for my significant other, right? I got this sapo because we use it, and she loves it. And she loves it. But I they got keep... in trouble, but that's a different story than that. Yeah. <laughs> I offered it to somebody that got offended. What? <laughs> but continue, though. But she loves it, and her brother loves it. But then when the guy... I believed him because the person fell in love with it. And so he did the same thing you did. Yeah. <laughs> he went with And now the only problem he's having is um, kind of importing into America. is like in books, right? Because he wants to open up website where he's selling it he want to have it ready you know, you know there's already a company out there as a lady she actually was uh oh, see Forbes 30 under 30 she she calls it literally like support and then she what? Has, like, the packaging is different it's like a little paper packaging is crazy yeah. yo like, like pa- pa- it's everything because yeah. it's your message to the world to the world mm-hmm. yeah. you know what i talking about the same thing but that would add an extra 30 whatever it is the it's a message <laughs> what we have as africa like we could capitalize on it so much as especially now now, right, and I know it's like it's that you gain it from the culture and you gaming the system and all that. But I, if you think about it, a lot of people here, and I think I don't know if I'm one of you, I mentioned to one of you, is a lot of people here in America, especially our uh, black brethren, right? They, everybody now wants to be African. They want to be Afro, but they don't understand what it is to be African. <laughs> I think I think that is where even with us entrepreneurs. Right. So how if, can we Yeah, if we're gonna be, you know, capitalizing on that, we wanna at least educate. try to share the story. Right. So if you're selling the Kente bags, I mean even on the website talk about the um the beginning and the origin of it's the hard to make. Like, and even how to make it. Like it's I don't hard know if you to make seen, yeah. like you know picture of somebody <laughs> like, weaving oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. It is. It is. Uh, it's, it's a lot of skill that goes into it. So Most definitely. even if they're going to put it on as a trend, or whatever, at least if they're able to answer, you know, talk about it, um, that is an opportunity for us to share our story. And great companies do that. I don't know if like even even if it's just water, like telling the story behind. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, but and that's why marketing and and um, where we're talking about packaging is so important okay. because you can relay a message. You can you can tell a story. So. Did you get a chance to talk more about 
the big like the timing the timing like, like how how's that important to you especially when you guys were starting out i know you you kind of had your family had the the foundation right so you just took it to the next step yeah most definitely and breaking cultural grounds you know that um that connotation you know that notion that we're always late and things like that which is you know trying to you know as, as i said sending a message not Ghanaian time american time you know uh, you know Ghana is what gmt time yeah. right? my pastor has a joke he says that's um ghana maybe time so that's oh five six maybe seven <laughs> that's good so that's it's good. like but trying to stray away from that, and I think it's a call of action. Mm-hmm. You know, no more procrastination, no more, you know, no more being late. Right. Because we have to, you know, I say this, let's let's maximize time, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Let's capitalize on time and minimize mistakes. And I think with with procrastination, sometimes we, we make more mistakes because then, we, you know, we're not aware of so many different things. That is true. And... I think I think now we're where we're at and how everybody's trying to get in. If we're not maximizing our time, then you know, then we're losing out on something. So it's like, you know, you're sitting in a movie theater, like somebody else could be chilling eating a popcorn. But like we're all given the same twenty four hours, right? The movie's two hours, but it's like how do we dissect it? How do we take it? You know what I mean? Like even beyond the thinking, it's like what's the action behind right. it? So I think timing is actually very important. It's something that Consistently, especially from a Ghanaian culture, we have to, <laughs> you know, so when I have an order, I'm like, okay, we have to have it this time. Mm-hmm. So I say, hmm, the deadline is at four, knowing that the person wants it at like five, you know, so having that leeway of just in case. Okay, but w- for a full perspective, right, wouldn't that be cold? If I come in at five? No, no, most definitely. But then I know my people. Oh, so you expect five. <laughs> you know, so I get exactly. I get, no, I get you what know, you I get what you, you know, okay. So you kind of set that expectation, but with that expectation, people perform to make sure, okay, no, hey. But, but I also have a question with that, if you don't mind me. Yeah, most, yeah. Uh, most definitely. With the, especially with our cultural foods, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know how it takes a long time. Oh, my so, goodness. So uh, <laughs> someone will go to like a McDonald's or a pizza shop and get they make use of that quick, fast food and they come to your place and you expect to be that fast. Exactly. How do you make him understand, by the way, you know this is not the same food you get in 10 minutes uh, but in 5 minutes? And that's a great question. Um, and this is where customer service comes in. You know, your your ability to make somebody com- um, comfortable. At our car girls, we believe hospitality on the place. So when you're coming in, we're trying to give you a message that this is something that, that you won't receive anywhere else. This is hospitality. Mm-hmm. You're going to be comfortable. You're getting a home-cooked meal. I understand, you know, we live in a microwave generation. We pop it in, we want it out. You know what I mean? So that's when, you know, like what I was saying before, this is where customer service is so important. So kind of talking to them, letting them understand that, hey, this, this is how long this takes. Like frying yams, like, so what we've been doing is making the rice, you know, right away in the morning. So when you come, at least... We have options, and mm-hmm. I think we, we, you know, we love options. So hey, if you don't want to wait for a home cooked meal, I also have something that you know right. that you may be right quicker, away. you know. And even now, trying to um, innovate some more ways where we can have perhaps you know that little glass case that's there, yeah. having it as a hot stove for for a little pickup. Yeah. You know, so already pre-bagging jollof fried rice, um, wache, and just having oh. it already kind of um, like packaged. you did when you opened. Exactly. Okay. What well, you know, that, that yeah, was yeah, that was line. Nice. But that then, was you know, packaging. So especially during lunch hour. Um, so serving because people will pay for convenience. Yeah. You know, and because we're living in this convenient generation, yeah, you have to cater to that, but also not losing 
that um that home cooked meal because we know Ghanaian Ghanaian meals these things take a while. Yeah, yeah, but you know? sometimes they just forget. I don't know, it's forget forgetfulness or whatever it is. Is that hunger? Is yeah. that forgetfulness? Yeah, that is true. That's when I gotta come out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I come out and I say, hey, you know, please understand that this is this is different. Yeah. You know, this is real. This is real food, not fast food. Yeah. So <laughs> no shot, Pachawo. No shot at McDonald's yeah, or no. Burger King. You were gonna ask something. <laughs> yeah. The same concept of, of like approachability, right? As an introvert, like everybody needs to have that approachability. Mm, I like how you tie that together. You know, like that's that's also a key component. You. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, using that same concept of approachability because, for example, our nonprofit, right? Um, nonprofit is literally all about you. You in that space. It's literally all about people. You being able to approach people and people being able to approach you. You have to have that. So for your business. It's like you you guys are switching it up where it's like, my man, if you go here, this is what you get. But if you come here, this is this is you, you get to talk to the actual person that runs this place that make everything run. So it makes it more approachable and tying that all back around. Have when you guys go out and you know you you get these ideas all the time. Is it easy for you to kind of communicate and approach people with with your ideas? What are some of the reactions people give you? Like, like, oh my god, this guy's crazy. Or like, oh, he's always, he's always got something to say. You know? <laughs> like, you know, like, do you guys get that a lot? Like, as, you know, and does that defeat or does that empower you? Mm. That's a good. That's a good question. I, I'm telling you, I, like I go on a long segment to make you sleep, and then boom, throw another one in there. Oh, I like that. I like that. Um, for me, I I would say I was I was lucky enough to work in sales. Uh, you know, sales. Um, so uh, talking, piggybacking on the um, the muscle I was talking about yeah. earlier. Um, being an entrepreneur, you need charisma. Mm-hmm. You need to be, you know, you need to persevere. You need to be assertive, and that all ties into being a sales guy. So you know, talking to someone, trying to sell them something, you hear no's every time. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to be charismatic. You have to be passionate about whatever you're selling. So when I figured out what I really wanted to do, which is social entrepreneurship, I realized number one, you it's a nonprofit. You're going to be raising money. Mm-hmm. You need to be the face of trust. Mm-hmm. Everything about you has to be trust, and you have to be charismatic and be passionate. So luckily, I had that experience. So um, I just transitioned into it, and it was so smooth. I every time you're doing fundraisers, even the 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 call for the bags. Yeah. Um, this was a close friend of mine in Ghana. I hadn't talked to him in years. I'll say since I came here. First phone call, called him, and I was like, dude, I trust you. I don't trust anybody else. Yeah. And that's the reason I'm calling you. Business deal right there. So. Yeah. Um, I think I sales for me was what, what worked for me. So the charismatic part, passionate, perseverance, just tied into right. the entrepreneurship. Um, okay. I like that. I like that you mentioned passion. They say you can't separate the pursuit from passion. You know, it has to be so intertwined. It's like if you're pursuing something, you have to be able to intertwine or you know see it in the form mm. of. A passion. You I know, think when you die off, it'll just be, you know, you just know yeah, you burn out yeah, quick. Burn yeah, out. yeah, yeah. Most definitely, and I think you know that's that's interesting. So when people come to the restaurant and you know they see that passion, and I think the voice of trust, you talk more like the yeah. face of trust. They're like, okay, this one, you know, you care. Yeah. Two, you you know, you're knowledgeable. Yeah. Um, three, you know, how can you help me? Yeah. You know, because the moment people people find solace in you you're able to engage and also, you know, then you can realize, hey, I can offer you this as well as, you know, you can offer me that. In terms of the idea, I think, 
you have to expect all types of reactions, whether it's from family, whether it's from <laughs> friends and things like that. Because I mean, at the end of the day, I feel like you know, if it's if it's on a small scale, like mm-hmm. I think one, if you think you can accomplish it by yourself, yeah, I don't think the idea is big enough. Yeah. You know what I mean, like. Those some gems you do. <laughs> you know I mean? No, bro. You know what I mean. It's like a God-given idea. It's yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. it's something that that takes you know generation. I think the ideas that we're talking about, we're talking about impacting not only our generation but generations to come. We you, um we spoke about the youth earlier, and, you know, empowering them with this knowledge. We're talking about you know crossing oceans and uh, you know and affecting mm-hmm. those people. So I think in terms of those ideas. People are not always going to be receptive to that, especially when you're talking, you know, culturally, you're talking something that may be um, a futuristic idea. You're talking blockchain in, in Africa, right. Yeah. right? Somebody might look at you yeah. and like, hey, yeah. Charlie, yeah. Tobo. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. That is so true. You understand? I don't know. No, talk, talk, go ahead, go ahead, no, go ahead. I actually brought it up to the, uh, the uh, ambassador of uh, uh, Africa to the US, Dr. Yeah. Kind of talked about, talk to about blockchain and she yeah. didn't know what it was. And I was like, See? we need it right now. That is going to be the best way. She's like, okay, tell me more about it later. I was like, oh, that would have been a great uh, position to, to, you know, kind of, you know, Talk about yeah. something like that, but yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's, you know, it's, it's crazy, like even like we. That's you know, true. That's, <laughs> hey, Charlie Turbo. Yeah, no, no, Turbo. And then, you know, yeah. you know, the juices are flowing. The right, entrepreneurial right. passion yeah. is kicking. You're like, what do you mean, Turbo? Come on, like, I believe in me. You know, but yeah. I think like what you're saying that should fuel you. Okay. Because that should give you more passion to say, okay. I have work to do to get somebody to understand where I'm coming from. Because understanding mm-hmm. is actually what defeats ignorance, right? So if, if I have an idea, you don't understand. It's my job. You know, if, 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 if I need you or if I want to impact your life and vice versa, I have to get you to understand. However, you know, however, however it may be, we understand that we're African men, you know, living in, you know, in America. Mm-hmm. But how can we how can we neglect that? It's understanding. Yeah. How can I tell my story well enough for you to to understand that, hey, you can be a part of that. Like everybody's a part of Accra Girls. You know what I mean? Like the customers that come in, everybody's a part of, you know, um, Africans in Boston. It doesn't matter whether... Bless you. Bless you. You know? It's crazy how this, uh, this conversation has made me know more about you. No, no, more than myself. No, I didn't know you wanted to be a pilot, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's always something that I wanted to do as well. I'm not going to lie to you. Really? Um, yeah, I was, I was trying to get... Oh, really? I, was, I took my girl to... Um, New York for her birthday we're in the helicopter. No way. Yeah. He, he flies though, you don't know. You don't mind you? No, he got before I was doing research and this is also what you know what started a lot of this. Um so like now I do cancer research at Tufts Medical Center. But before I was doing ophthalmology research and instead of the patients come to us, we go to them. So so the other company I would I would fly to California. You know, and I'll, I'll, I'll see so many different people. And that's when I started meeting so many different um, personalities and cultures, if you will, in America. You know, because then I'll be in Texas, I'll be in Louisville, I'll be in Dallas. You know, just so many different places. And then their stories are so different. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like their impact, the food. And then, you know, I, I would see interior design, I'll see decor, and I'll see so many, you know. It, it kind of empowers you. It's it perspective. It uh, ignorance, like you said, man, like you said. Yeah, go ahead. Keep so going. no, so it, it was definitely fascinating, and you know that flying, I was like, wow. The perspective is the higher you go, you know, the um, 
the better the perspective is. And I think, funny enough, I was on a plane one time and I realized, you know, there was a storm. You know, but the plane takes off from from a level ground, if you will. It picks up, it picks up, and we can view this metaphor as entrepreneurs. Perhaps when you when you launch, it's not always as as great as you thought you envisioned flying would be. You know, so like let's say you left your nine to five. Let's say you know what I mean, like or like you're still working. Like Charlie, I'll go to Tufts and I come back. I'm like, oh my god, I gotta I got an MCAT. I gotta try to get a crowd girls on a map. You know, all all these different things. So. So now we've just taken off mm-hmm. perfectly from Logan or whatever. Yeah. Hey, perfectly. <laughs> it's hard. So man. then it starts, you know, it starts raining. There's turbulence. There's, you know, there's some storms. But it's that persistence you were talking about, and that's what entrepreneurship is all about. Is that persistence. Like that. So we have to continuously, you know, fly, keep going, because you realize the thing about the plane. You can fly above the storm, like eagles. You know, what I mean? you you yeah. fly above the storm. So then, once you you get you get past, you know, a certain height, it's not raining. Yeah. Oh, you know what I mean? There's there's no turbulence, and like that's that persistence that we need to be entrepreneurs. And I think that's that's something that flying taught me because I wasn't in control so much, so I kind of had to let go, mm-hmm. you know, and and have faith and realize that you know so all you these things. Learn how to fly. Yeah. Oh man, I'm jealous. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's <laughs> what I'm <just> speaking. <laughs> that was good. That was good. That was good. That was good. <laughs> that was good. No, yeah, that was so, great, man. I was like, wait, is this guy talking about being the plane or? Because <laughs> if you let him go, there's a whole bunch of people like, hey, 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 hey don't, don't kill me. Yeah. No, yeah, you, you have it. I was t- I, when I said it, I was thinking about you like flying back and yeah, forth. Yeah, people probably. Like, oh, man, you know, that's a great. That was good, man. No, but that, you could just keep talking. Like that was just great. Um, but yeah, that was good. That was good. But the the whole pers- persistence, especially, um, and I, I don't think I'm assuming people know me because we've been doing this for. For a bit, but you know, especially with, with what we've been doing, you know, we started off with it was an idea that I had. I said, um, I wanted to teach minorities about finance because when I started work, my mentor that I was introduced to, I asked him, I went up to him, I was like, Hey, like, like, help me with my 401k stuff, but can you help me look through it again? Because, yeah, because where should I uh deduct them? All these stuff. Because my aunt had helped me, but she was like, she's not sure. So I went and seek a second opinion. He wasn't my mentor at that moment. He was just my co-worker. Now I went and saw a second opinion, and then he was like, he looked at me. He was like, no. Dude flat out said no to me before I asked for his help. I'm like, yo, why not, man? Like, I need your help. He was like, yeah, it's your money. I'm not going to help you with that. You're going to help yourself with that. And he got me this book. Uh, it's not in this room. I think it's, it's, it's in my other bookcase. Oh, Money Master the Game by Tony Robbins. I th- no, that, was that the name? No, that wasn't the name. That's a different book. <laughs> I think it was the seven, it was like the seven something about money. I forgot. It, it was Money Master the Game, my fault. It was Money Master the Game by Tony Robbins. I'll correct it later if I find the name. <laughs> um, and he, I read that book. He was like, after you read this book, then come back to me. I'm like, man, I ain't trying to read. At that point, you know, I'm all f- I'm fresh out of college. Got my dream job, you know. I'm a corporate man. I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm going to climb the ladder. That's the last thing I'm worried about is reading, <laughs> you know. But the next week, he asked me, have you read the book? I'm like, no. Like, bro, just tell me, where should I put the six? That's what I care about. Like, where should I put the six that the company's matching, right? That's, that's all we all care about, right? So 
I think I was ready to be at the end, right? I was mm. ready to be at the end without knowing the story of how to start or how to begin. And that's what he taught me. And then he kept asking me every week until I read that stupid book, which is one of the best books I've ever read because I read it. I went and bought the audio copy. I went and bought his second book. And then I came back and I read it every year since I started working, every beginning of the every year, just to remind myself because that's what he does. And because he does that, even though he works he doesn't work. You know what I mean? Like he, He's letting his money do work the work. So every city he moved into, he got a great start. And he's the reason why I bought this house. He got a great start. He was like, live within your means. And that was part of the book. Yeah. And he helped me find... After I read the book, I knew what to do with my 401k. I knew what to follow, how to save it, how to do this. And then I realized one of the things he kept telling me was like, I'm here because of where I started. And I realized... You know, again, I was just ready to like, you know, I'm going to be a career man, have that 6%, keep moving. So my, when, when, before I even started my nonprofit, I wasn't even thinking about that. So I read this book and then he introduced another book to me and then he introduced more books to me, introduced more books. So the more I started reading, talking about the ignorance factor, mm-hmm. the more I knew, the more I felt like there's a lot of people that look like me, that are in similar positions as me or may not be, don't know this. Most definitely. And I think I went with you to Barnes and Noble. And I was, I was you know, I was going to tie that in. And that's why I he went took with me. you. Yeah. He took me. And honestly, this is probably like, thinking back, like this is some uh, a moment I'll never forget because this is somebody saying, hey, you know, I, I know your story. You know, perhaps like we come right. from the same place. I've gotten a piece of knowledge. Right. Right. But then this knowledge can also change your life. And it's like, that's entrepreneurship. Right. You you, you, you you know, you have the knowledge. Now, how can the world hear it? And that's literally what started me to create Anansi. It was like that finance. When I took email, then I emailed like, we, I, he was like, oh, this is cool. like, I could use it. And I told Raz, who's, who's my co-founder, and he, within like four months, he saved like, I think he told me like, he saved like $10,000 within four months following yeah, that structure. Funny thing, um, George, my cousin, um, that information you gave me, I relayed to him. That's how he was able to get his new car. It's crazy. You know, so it's like just these little yeah, information. It just yeah. changes your you perspective. Know, information is there. It's just right. How are we using it? Yeah. And that that was the beginning of Anansi. And I told Roz, I was like, "Hey, like, can you design me a logo? Because I wanna start like going to school, talking to minority kids about finance. And even though it's not, I'm not in that field. It's gonna be my personal opinion. Just do a talk. You know, oh, like definitely. right. And then he was like. Okay, he started doing designs. So I started designing the website with, with my background. It was easy to like do all that stuff. And he was a graphic designer. So he started doing all that stuff. And then he came back to me. He was like, why do you just want to talk about finance? I was like, what? I was like, dude, that's what I know. Like, it, that's what I've been doing. Because that tunnel vision, when you start yeah. doing something, you're like, I'm going to do exactly. this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And he was like, no. So I wasn't hearing him. He was like, yo, you could make this bigger. Like, you could actually impact kids beyond finance, like mentoring. This is what I mean. Like, and he if you can do it by yourself, the vision is not right. <laughs> yeah, all right. Don't throw that at me. <laughs> don't throw that at me. So, and, and what I also wanted to add was uh, the, the whole analogy you gave, the metaphor mm-hmm. of the yeah. plane going up. I think um, I usually get this question a lot. And my answer has always been, when you look at the Maslow theory of need, 
um, it's like yeah, you know, yeah, it's like that's on the MCAT. Yeah, it's <laughs> like <laughs> so, yeah, I'm like what? <laughs> you know, we, where we come from, we struggled for so long mm-hmm. that all we all we need is just a breathing room, and mm-hmm. that is comfortable. Yeah. As soon as you go past that and you're trying to take risks. Everybody looks at like, oh, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Just stay there. What are you doing? Stay there. And we, we have enough. Uh, but when you, th- that is why, you know, America can boast of all these millionaires, visionaries, mm-hmm. you know, Steve Jobs, Wozniak, but Ghana, how, you know, how many yeah. do we have? Because we are so comfortable with one store is enough. What about franchise? No, 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 no. It goes That's by, and literally what you were saying, yeah, culture, so, that yeah. culture. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think, and another thing I also wanted to add was, I don't know if I'll get the opportunity, was, I, I see uh, a shift. I see a shift, mm-hmm. and uh, especially with the interactions I've been getting, mm-hmm. um, most of the generations ahead of us, yeah, they 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 have the power. They have all the resources, but I I trust the new generations coming over so much. Mm-hmm. We have so much knowledge. You go to Boston, all these intellectuals going to school. Now we 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 we're getting access to resources that you know Americans have. Mm-hmm. Exactly. We, we're going to be doing amazing things because we had we didn't have that much and we we're still able to do that much. So imagine how you know mm-hmm. we being on the same level and they're saying, yeah, you're starting to race from the same spot and you know you've run faster. You right, you've you, so, no shoes on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm so confident. Um, I, I even saw it before Wakanda came and I'm like, you know, we had generations worrying about booty scratching and all yeah, that. Right. Yeah, right. Now we have to do it. Man, tell me more, man. I want to go. Right, right. That is true. Yeah, there is a shift that yeah. is happening. I don't want a situation where foreigners capitalize on it. I think, you know, we have to capitalize on it. So, in your situation, you get the information, you spread it. Mm-hmm. He uses it to get a car. I, you know, he, you know, like we can use it differently. Right. But it's just having access to that core message is definitely essential. It's a, it's amazing what what information and just um, reading and 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 going back like this makes me think about like all the great entrepreneurs like you mentioned Steve Jobs um the guy Facebook um Zuckerberg Zuckerberg and Bill Gates none of them finish high school no they dropped out of um they dropped out of college so excuse my, me when I do one of the things that I've been empowering people and people probably gonna hate me for this like and I went to the school board there when they were doing it here in Worcester. When I'm doing the boarding, all they start talking about was college, 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 college. Oh, we're gonna make sure. I'm like, these are young black Latino men and women. Some of them come from neighborhoods where that might not be an option. But that's what you guys are hiring people who doesn't represent what they need. So as an entrepreneur, like one thing that hit me was like, we need to a lot of great entrepreneurs don't go to college. They just have ideas. So that shifted my whole nonprofit. I was like, my t- what our mission was, was like, we're going to be devoted to, we're going to make sure people have their devotion. Like, whatever, we're going to be devoted to people's devotions. Like, what do you want to do in life? I think, I think is you know, um, as much as I agree with you, the reason that is happening is kind of our community is trying to overcompensate. Um, decade ago, okay. you know, a lot of Latino, African Americans, like we were in filling positions. You know, if you go to the Senate, you go to uh, the White House, you know, even the hospitals, like all oh, these, like, you know, that is, regular okay. white. That, that's fair. Um, we weren't getting that education, so now that the playing field is fair, mm-hmm. is that you know we have to do it. So uh, I think I was looking at this uh, statistics. They were talking about how uh, immigrants, uh, like you know, Nigerian immigrants, mm-hmm. have the highest percentage when it comes to advanced degrees. They mm-hmm. have, I think it was 35%. And then when they're all doctors? 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then when compared to America, it's like less than ten percent that have advanced degrees, which mm-hmm. is masters, and you know. Um, and, and but then on the other side, um, Nigerian immigrants have the the largest amount of debt. So it's like it's like we're trying so much to overcompensate that. <laughs> it you know, it's like there's a shift. It's like yeah. we, we we think we're playing the same game, but um, actually no, they know that. Yeah, we, we won't chase with you guys to go get that degree. Right. You guys keep going. You right. guys want that education. You have that debt. We'll stay with what we have and make sure we have enough to. So I think we just have to know when to just stop doing that catch up game. And then, uh, um, and then that's, that's a, you're right. That's a good point. Like, I think I don't think that way. Sorry about, sorry about that. No, no, go I don't think that way. My, my whole goal is the skill says that our, that's in all minorities and that our past ancestors had which was handwork woodwork that's what's being capitalized on today i recently had a plumber came to the house do my faucet charge me seven dollars for 15 minute work you know how long it takes me to make that 70 dollars and say in the queue no so that's what got me and i had the same conversation with him and i i feel like even though even though like college is a great option some of us, and we are great with our hands. We are great with our minds just to innovate, create, do all these great things, um, create a, a whole bunch of businesses, right? And we do it all the time. Black communities create a lot of businesses. But, but how we... Go ahead. Oh, I think no, no, you, you no, no, know, no. You're going to pick up on it. So nah, go, nah, ahead. go ahead. No, no, no. Talk, 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 talk. No, no, please. No. Finish your thought. But how, how, going back to the whole thing that Emmanuel has been talking about, how are we going to take that further? Because I think we're very stuck in our way in terms of culture. Like, oh, we're just going to stay in our little corner. No pun intended. Like, we're going to be in the corner. And we, No, if, if your mom and dad, show, mom and pop shop open, how can we help mom and pop open another one right there? How can we expand that business, right? And it takes, like you said, it takes the next generation to pick up on that, and hopefully they do. And that's where, you know, that, that's where my whole vision is. Because I think what we're all talking about is information, mm-hmm. it's knowledge. And I think we can, we can try to combine that with a college education, because we, we understand that we didn't get everything that we needed in college. That is, like, that is fair to say. I did not. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no that, that is completely fair to say. We did not get everything that we needed to. However, there's still some, you know, some experiences, you know, whether it's, you know, learning how to collaborate with people. So I, I won't neglect the whole college right, route. Right, right. But then we also understand that there are little informations that, that we need. There, there are tidbits of knowledge that, that we need. Mm-hmm. And we have to accumulate this in order to give it to the, the next generation. I, I truly believe that a blessing is not a blessing unless it goes like generationally. How is something like Henry Ford, you look at um, Ford Motors and all these things. Oh, they if, still if, if, You know what I mean? They and they it's like, mean. that's a blessing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. a true blessing because it just, so it was a- and that's our problem because sometimes like we're instinctively like selfish, kind of like, hey, you know, I've worked hard. Let, let me keep it. it. But it's like we have to we have to go beyond that. Whether it's with information, whether it's with knowledge, whatever it is, we have to understand that a true blessing is transgenerational. Like I need to to impact not only us. We need to impact not only us, but like those that are coming after us with with these ideas. And that's what these mm-hmm. ideas are all about. Because with with the information we're learning now, if we're able to pass it. Like we're looking at generations to come that will not even be in the same situation. Who will have an option to say, oh, well, college is, college is good. We have the resource for that. True, that people, is true. 
Okay. You know what I mean? So, some people would, don't have the resources. But we also need to put these people in these generations um, to come in the, you know, in the same situation mm. as, you know, as their competitors. Right? Because there are a lot of knowledge on finance that um, perhaps somebody that, that comes from the suburbs or a white right. home that, that they, they, they know they, they, that they we know. don't. Right. So, uh, so automatically, you know, we're at a disadvantage. But how can we, you know, how can we now translate this information? But even that's that? not thought in school, though. You no, know, I know. I, all I, three I, of us I, went I, to college yeah. and we didn't pick none of that. Yeah, I think, I well, think I don't it, know about you. I think that's, that's the part where the whole sy- systematic, you know. Right, um, right. Okay, all right. Because um, <laughs> yeah. it's like, it's like um, uh, once again, yeah, college is now easy for everybody to go to. Yeah. But um, the, the white kid in the suburbs has a, a trust fund for college. Ex- and then you have to get a loan. So it's like, mm-hmm. oh. Automatic. It's like, it's like even though on paper it's like it's easy access for everybody no, but then you know that right. you have a day you're carrying an anchor to right. college so right. it's like we have to reassess and and see okay i know if i'm going to go to college like you're saying you're pursuing medicine you know that um you just oh sorry about that oh no worries yeah <laughs> it's time to go home <laughs> I, know, I, I know it's like i have to but so basically yeah the, the whole idea is um, how do we try to you know catch up on that game right. so that we are not behind? So it's like yeah, we're playing the same game, but it's like they're always ahead of us. It's like initially it's like they only got access to college. Uh, we did it. Um, now that we have access, it's like they're getting basically for free. And then right. We have this debt. Yeah. That we have to drive. Right. So it's always that imbalance. Always that imbalance. Right. Um, so do you think it's time we realize like even though there is this imbalance? I th- no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Can I- yeah, yeah. Please go. Um, even though we have this imbalance, like, when is it going to be time for us to, like, realize there's this imbalance and we have to take a new approach? A new approach? What would you suggest a new approach? Like, like no, I, I know as a, as a, as a, I guess, as a minority, right? When we go to college, like, like, so, like, CL mentioned, Jeff mentioned, um, we have to get student loans, Sally made. We also get a lot of grants. We get this, we get I, that. I got you, exactly. Right. So, when do we realize, like, hey, like, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna I build wanted it. to, I right. wanted to touch like, up on this, actually. Yeah, go ahead. I think, it, um, once, I feel like this keeps going back to information, but then also, that systematic, you know, I don't want to say systematic oppression mm-hmm. or whatever, but like us always following the system. Mm-hmm. So I think growing up, you know, our parents like, oh, you have to kind of go to this school. You have to go to this school. And it's it's not necessarily it's, it's kind of like always going for the brand. You can get you can get um, the product you want mm-hmm. without having to sacrifice the money. Mm-hmm. Just like their, um, you know, this this QCC where when I was growing up, it was a shame to go to. I was about to say, yes. And then, like, this yes. is their little approach. It's like our, our mindset, our way of thinking is messed up because whether it's brainwashed, whether it's a system, we've been we've been um, programmed to believe yeah. that, hey, perhaps I just need to go to Harvard. I need to go to you. I need to go. But then it's like that debt, perhaps you'll never overcome it. Mm-hmm. Had you gone to, you know, Quinsic for two years, right? You can pay out of pocket, get that same education. You could have transferred and got a scholarship to Harvard, North Northeastern and all these things. So it's like, is this way of thinking that perhaps like if we approach it differently, we'll still be successful instead of now being at a disadvantage because we we fell in love with the brand, we fell in love with an idea. 
We do love brands. No, no. <laughs> you know, and, and that we do. Yeah, I was actually wanted to add that uh, when we were talking about uh, investing transgenerational, um, I think I was watching this guy, um, um, Dr. Atkins. He's a finance guy. And he was talking about um, the ratio percentage on how you know, minorities really? spend our money versus why people. It's like thirty percent of our money spent on entertainment. It's like you know we have to go you know buy this, go to the movies, do that. It's like that temporary satisfaction that we've worked hard, we deserve it. And then when you go on the other side, they they invest in. Um, they are, they are basically building a legacy mm-hmm. instead of you know that temporary satisfaction. So you're right. Once we change the way we're thinking, we're doing big things. You know, investing. We with this shift, we'll be able to hop so, on and do big things. What you were talking? Uh, I, I don't know if you guys seen the show Atlanta. Oh, by, by Charles can be Charles Gambino. I've seen that. Show. So there's a line. There's a line used in that movie, and I, I mean that show. I, I'm never gonna forget this line. He goes. So his friend went, he, he needed money, like right now. So he went and sold his cell phone to get the cash. And whoever I've seen, if you haven't seen it, you won't look, it's a spoiler. So <laughs> we do a little bit of everything here, man. So uh, he went and sold the phone and he was with this other dude. He's actually Nigerian. He was with him and he's his friend. And it was like, you want to make money, right? And it's funny because he's Nigerian and you think about that, like they, they know how to invest and finance and stuff. <laughs> And they, they, <laughs> we're not gonna get to the other side of it, but yeah. So he was like, "You want you all make? You say you want uh, a lot of money?" And he was like, "Yeah, I want a lot of money." He was like, "All right, follow me." So he sold the phone. He was like, "All right, cool." Now he was like, "Buy the sword." And the dude, he looked on charge was like, "What?" So I like, buy the sword. He was like, "All right." He's like, "Fine." So he buy the sword. He was like, "Come with me." He went and traded the sword for a dog, and then he brought the dog to a farmer. Who uh, raises the dogs and like kind of misbreed them? And he was all right. Your money be you get, I think like five grand, in December, which was like three four months out. And so child just looked at him and was like, what? Like I need the money today. Like I need that money because like my 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 uh, my girlfriend needs it. My daughter needs it. Like I need that hundred dollars today. And he was like, I thought you wanted to invest. He was like, man, listen to me, man. I'm poor. Poor people do not have time mm. to invest. Poor people have time to try to not be poor. Mm. That's deep. You yeah. see what I mean? Yeah. So, because uh, I always found myself saying, um, you know, as somebody, you know, when we all grew up, our parents, as an African, one thing that doesn't get out of your mind is school. You wake up, you breathe school, you eat school, you do everything regarding school. And I thought about it, so we were privileged in that sense where we kept... It was like we had no option. Yeah. Where our counterpart, I, I, you know, Always, yeah. you know, the idea of this, like, you know, you don't have anything else, but you gotta try to stay out of poverty. You know, so it, it adds on yeah. to your, to so what you're. Like, t- even if it's buying a nice car. Right, it's like self gratification. Like, yeah, you know, it and, you uh, instant gratification. Right, it's like, oh yeah, yeah I got it, and which yeah. is true because our ancestors went through so much that. Now I feel like it goes by the overcompensating factor. Of course. Our whole culture is it's like, tough. Oh, yeah. you know, and I respect and I understand, but it's like, as entrepreneurs and as ed- people who are versed and educated in what we're trying to do, it's kind of hard to also look and like see other minorities like not understand. Like, dude, you live in the hood driving, yeah. Yeah. Driving, the, <laughs> driving a better car than me, you know? And when I got my money, I invested in the house. My house has gone up 
tremendously since I got it, right? And you understand because yeah. you bought a home, and someday when you get your your, I was telling my girl, man, we need a house. It's different. Mm-hmm. You really, and it goes back to the investment, and that's my next. Your business thing. is an investment. Your business, yeah. like, right? right. Even if you want right. to sell the name, you already have a business right. associates who who trust that name. So you're right. It's, it's one of those. We have mm-hmm. colleagues who are buying cars and. It's like that as soon as they get out of college, your first thing is, the, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I'm, I'm, you know, I did this. I, I want to do, you know, that um, short-term, uh, you know, satisfaction. Whatever it is they, they, they're, they're trying to get in, uh, it's hard to compete with that. I think that's, you know, one of the things that you said was the, the short-term. Mm-hmm. I think that's what most of us are so concerned with is that short-term. So we need to now change you know, um, how we're thinking about these things. It's The race is not for the swift, right? So it's like, it's a it's a marathon. It's yeah. not a race. We can we can sprint all we want, yeah. but then for the time being, you get tired. that instant gratification. Yeah, tired. But then after that, there's still a long race to mm-hmm. go. So this is when we need to, you know, continue to educate ourselves and thus educating those that will come after us about investing, about, you know, this... All these things that are actually set in place for you to fail if you don't know. You know, Chris Rock said, you know, and hey, if we're bringing out different, uh, <laughs> hey, different talk about right it. Here, hey, you know, if you want to hide something from a, a black man, put in a Read book. book. Yeah. Not for me. You know, yeah, you know I'm reading. And, and then, you know, and then now it's actually connected to, you know, I guess the greatest entrepreneurs and things like this. You hear likes of, you know, Zuckerberg, Jobs, um, Gates. Uh, Gates, Buffett. What they talk about always reading. Yeah. Yep. 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 Right. Exactly. So like now, let's put those side by side. Those two things yep. I just I just referenced. Yeah. It's like yep. Everybody knows that's what they're doing, but how come we're not doing? What you consume. Doing? Yeah. You have to consume. Like, and when we on the van, you know what I'm doing. And I, I told you this. Yeah. Like my whole goal, like the 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 most successful entrepreneurs read like 60 books a year. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to get there. Like I think last so day I was on a binge and then like yeah. I just started to slow yep, down. Yep. Yeah. Get, no, get, but it's fun. Get though, audible. I, think, I think, yeah, it, it, it is a great tool. Um, we all consume, whether mm-hmm. you read it or not. Right. But I and think that's the, great. The, 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 the great tool is consuming what is important. The right. Because yep. if you're, you know, you have your Facebook, all these people who are putting it on, you know, on a factual um, <laughs> I'm, e- I'm eating it. some jollof. Yeah, it's like all hey, these. A crowd girl's jollof. <laughs> <laughs> no plug, no plug. Like I, had to, I had to delete my Twitter because I felt like. I deleted my Twitter because like, it was just. It's like I, there was a time. I think my last. It was in 2015. There was a time where it was just like the information that was, it was just too much. I was like, it was even hurting my vocabulary. I was like, no, <laughs> let me just go off Twitter. It was just so bad. So I was like, okay, now I'm going to actually try to create whatever mm-hmm. I want to, you know, absorb. Even as I stopped watching CNN as well, I was like, nah, I'd rather, you know, watch something that is unbiased. Like, I was so just watch Fox? No, I'm, I'm just kidding. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, but you know, I'll just hear it. It's a great banter, great banter. Um, like, you know, you don't even know what's happening in Syria, you know, no. 400 people dying. CNN didn't even post it. You know, mm-hmm. it's like trying to be very well, you know, informed and knowing what's going on. So the, the truth is... We- so let's, let's, let's kind of close it out here. So, you know, Jeff, um, what are some, some of the things you're working on? Just, you know, this is your floor talk about it. I'm actually going to put this up earlier when I asked the question before we went on a tangent. Yeah. Um, what some of, some of the things that you're working on and then Emmanuel, same for you. Um, where do you see yourself in the grand scheme? Like, picturing yourself, right? Like, like what Eman said. Yeah. Overcoming the, <laughs> the storm and hovering and just like, yeah, I did that. Like, what, what where do you... Where do you see myself? Right, right. 
Um, I think I think looking back, because I mean, mm -hmm. as an entrepreneur, sometimes we have to do self-analysis, see where our strengths are, what our weaknesses are. And uh, through my experience through jobs, corporate America, mm -hmm. I realized that naturally I've been a leader. Mm -hmm. um, even when I didn't have the you know traditional you know tools, reading, it's like you know I was the oldest. I didn't. My parents were here. I was in Ghana, mm -hmm. and then coming here, you know, become like school preferred. You know, like this is being yeah. the, the leadership uh, position. So. Um, once I realized that that was my strength, I was like, okay, how can I expose myself to, you know, worst case scenario, do all the, you know, public speaking, uh, you know, putting myself out there so that I can learn how to be a great leader and wherever that direction goes to. So, um, luckily I got the opportunity at Africans in Boston. Mm -hmm. um, I came up with the idea of 11, uh, Region 11, which I'm working tirelessly on, um, doing the, the bags, you mm -hmm. know, first time importing bags from Ghana. Um, and through all of this, is helping me connect with the African community. Now I understand that Africans just want someone to listen to them. Mm -hmm. you know, they leave a country with you know, all these autocratic leaders, and they come to another country where the, the leader doesn't listen to them. So um, luckily, I'm, 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 ha I'm really blessed to say that I'm, I'm getting this opportunity. I'm not even paying for it. You know, people go to get their master's degree, and they have to pay to be mm -hmm. here. And I'm not paying for it. I have this, you know, <laughs> opportunity to do all of this. So, yeah, um, so, true. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm very grateful. Um, you know, listeners, if you guys want to join Africans in Boston, the website is uh, AfricansInBoston.org. Uh, Region 11, we have our website up, but we we going through some um, 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 mission, uh, you know, kind of reconfiguration. Yeah, some changes. So bear with us. But the website is still live. Uh, for the bags, we have we don't have the website yet, but we already came up with the name ATW Kente Bags. That's Africa to the World. No, I can never meet through that. Like, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're going, you're going to be seeing it. Maybe Accra girls will, will will help us sell some in the in the in the restaurant. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so so far that is what the current you know situation is, and hopefully you know. Um, I'm, I have uh, an event next week um, Tuesday. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. If yeah, if you guys can make it. The MFA invited me to join a panel to discuss uh, why we should know our roots, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad and happy to represent a community to talk about um, family lineage and the, the essence and importance of knowing our roots. Awesome. Oh, that's, that's phenomenal. Um, a great shout out to you for all you're doing. You know, it's, um, it's impressive. And I think one of the things that we have to understand, even in all this, is still celebrating, celebrating one another, and you know, encouraging. So I always, you know, I always talk to you about yeah. the great work he's doing with the Nancy, um, and just for for people, because at the end of the day, we have to realize that absent of people, like who are we, and like what are we actually doing? Because this is for the people. Um, what am I working on now? Still, Accra girls, you know, Accra girls. That's twelve eighty Grafton Street, Worcester, Massachusetts. You know, no, we <laughs> we believe hospitality on a plate. We do more than eating. We you know, um, we do events. Um, we we're doing it in Connecticut. We're doing it in Worcester, Marlboro, whatever, whatever it is. Um, we're trying to cater to the mass. You know, I the vision for me is not just to serve food. You know what I mean? I'm I'm serving comfort. I'm serving hospitality. Mm -hmm. I'm serving. Africa, if you will, you know, when you come to the restaurant, you see the mural, you know, it's telling the mm -hmm. story of how it all started, you know, just different, you know, different ways. Um, and beyond the restaurant, you know, the, the vision is a franchise. 
because like what we're talking about, we want to leave an imprint. We want to leave an impact. And also the Bible says a wise man leaves an inheritance for mm -hmm. his children's children. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's, that's the mindset. I want to open one in Boston, in New York, and things like that. So just tirelessly um, working towards that. And obviously, this being our first one, there's a lot of work that, that goes into it. And I know there's a lot of work that needs to take place in these next three years. Mm -hmm. So we're still we're still building. Um, but, you know, we welcome all support. Um, and then just trying to start this nonprofit. Um, and I have two great guys that I hear oh, that, yes, that, yes. That, that know all about that. So um, once... You know, once I get some time, I, you know, save uh, Macra Girls, I'll be able to launch the the nonprofit, um, which, you know, one one day I'll come back to talk more about. So, yeah, I know a little bit about it. Um, do you want to <laughs> talk about a name or uh, the, uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Um, maybe the Larvey Foundation. I'm not sure. But definitely Worcester needs a shake up. I, I want to impact um, single mothers. I want to impact orphans being on that. um you know, being a victim of maybe losing um, a father early mm -hmm. on, where we just came from, we just came from Ghana, maybe a year, not even, and then having having the one who had all the information, mm -hmm. who knew maybe about it, be you know, kind of have that that information, that value be um, be taken away and yes. just stripped away from you. Where do you? How do you recover? Where do you go? And you know, uh, that's why I appreciate my mom so much. You know, the strength we, you know, she carried and all that. Um, so I definitely want to impact those that have also been impacted because I feel like, you know, with, with that emotion, with that passion and that, that love that I have for, you know, even you have to have love for your failures and the trials because mm -hmm. that's the mm -hmm. only way you can balance. And you we go through that only so we can yeah. impact other yeah. people. And that's what I want to do with this nonprofit is, uh, you know, impact single mothers. And, you know, I know a lot of them have been put in, you know, section houses and things like that. So how can we, one, relay the information, things like... Um, Life insurance, mm -hmm. right? That's something that wasn't set in place that perhaps if it was would be in a different, you know, situation. So giving giving those people the tools, the the knowledge and also providing them resources that they will need, you know, especially not having both um, or one parent, um, one parent. So. And the sad thing is usually you have others thinking, oh, they're taking advantage of government, whatever funds. It's like, no, you don't, you know. Yeah, yeah we don't always know the situation. Yeah, like, that, that's no, not how it works. Yeah. yeah. That's and, not how And my mom denied all of that. that. Yeah. She said, no. Like she, that, she's like, that pride in that. Exactly. You know, she was like, I'd rather work hard, hard. Yeah. you know, and, and, and do that. And then, you know, thankfully, um, thankfully, you know, we, we have the restaurant now and we've just been, you know, grinding. And I want to share that with the world and also, you know, give other people that same opportunity that perhaps I didn't have. Right. But now because I we, we've learned from it, we, we're talking about information. Give back. Give back. So you want to touch a little bit more on the convention that you guys be hosting? Um, yeah, we're we're having a leadership conference. A leadership is is a tool, you know. Leadership is a full arsenal because we're 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 diverse in everything that we do. All right, but I think a, a true leader understands what kind of leadership tool he needs to deploy at what time. Mm -hmm. You know, there's the assertive leader, authoritative, um, a coachable leader. Um, so we're, we're hosting this thing called I Advance 2018. We're going to have these um, seasoned leaders, speakers come from all, all walks of life, mm -hmm. from different um, different parts of the country, from Atlanta, from Boston, things like that. We're, we're speaking on emotional intelligence. We're speaking on breaking cultural 
cultural boundaries we're speaking on on street ministry whether that's impacting the homeless anansi um you know <laughs> definitely speaking on the streets you know street street ministry um also talking about small businesses and, and church finance with this new tax law so just come and be impacted come in you know um come and maximize your potential come and maximize your growth come and just maximize yourself that you may now impact your community and this is all information Right. Without the information, we can't impact. So, you know, we're setting this conference up and we're opening it to about 200 people. The website is actually going to go up Monday. Okay. Um, so I, I can you know, give more information. Yeah, yeah. S- um, s- send it out. Send the graphics out. But it's... Why you put it in that uh, chat? I'll yeah, I will bless yeah. on our network too yeah. as well. I appreciate that. So that's... So I advanced 2008. Is this... How can we advance? How can we advance the culture, ourselves, yeah. and just the nation? So... You meant 2018. Yeah, 2018. Oh, 2018. Yeah. We are me. from the present day. Which is, we are <laughs> in February 2018 as you're making this. Yeah. <laughs> um, so thank you guys for coming. Thank um, you for having us. You guys really embodies everything that here at Nancy we stand for, which is you know to set the foundation for either the youth or the adult, right? To thrive in your vocation and find the persistence to continue what you're doing. Um, you know, believe in gain, give, teach, and repeat. Mm. You guys are doing all of that, you know, from helping those who, who are part of the Region 11 to the um, African in Boston and from the Accra Girls and the foundation you're trying to build off of the nonprofit due to what you have experienced. You're doing that. You're, you're literally embodying the gain, give, teach, and repeat. Because one day those kids are going to do the same thing you're doing for them. Same for you. One day somebody's going to be like, you know what? I talked to Jeff the other day. He said I should invest in this because it's going to help some Ghanaian people. Even though I myself might not want to be in Ghana right now, I could help my fellow countrymen. You're given. And that person is going to come here and literally do the same thing, you know? And that's what we've been doing here at Nancy VR. Uh, so we have, I appreciate you guys coming on to the talk today, the Entrepreneur Series um, for this one. Also, shout out to, I believe next month is Woman Month. Um, I'm going to have a panel with uh, for the Entrepreneur Series for, Featuring um, Esteem Hair. Hopefully they can make it. And um, they are a sponsor of our care package for the homeless. And also featuring my significant other uh, who's a school psychologist. So thank you guys. Thanks, Jeff. Uh, Thanks, Emmanuel, for coming on to the show. Appreciate it. Have a good one, everybody.